Good morning. So good to see everybody. Hey, can y'all just join me in just saying thank you to our worship team and our media arts team and all that they do for us, right? This is their fourth service in two days, and uh, it's incredible. They, they even made a video, put my name in it, made me look nice and all that and that kind of stuff. So that's, uh, that's really impressive, but uh, it's so good to see you. Um, good morning. Happy day after Christmas. I, I, we got to come up with a better word for the day after Christmas, right? It just sounds like we got Christmas Eve, we got Christmas Day, and it's like Christmas gone, right? Like, that seems to be really what it turns into, but uh, I don't know about you, but I am always so excited in each new day that we serve an awesome God. Can we say amen to that? We serve an awesome God, and today and every day what we celebrate is that Jesus came for us as a gift. Every day we get to celebrate that, and as we're continuing this uh, whole thing of Christmas, listen, I'm not ready to let go of Christmas, so we're going to preach on Christmas today, all right? And, uh, and so, but what we get to celebrate at Christmas Today and every day is that Jesus is everything that we need. Jesus is everything we need. And I want you to look at the person beside you. And I want you to say those exact words. Ready? One, two, three. Jesus is everything you need. Come on. Y'all didn't do that very well. One, two, three. Say it. All right. My job here is done. Let's go to lunch. All right. Y'all got it. I'm just kidding. But that is true that Jesus changes everything. And the reason that is so important, because Jesus came down. God sent his one and only son into this world. He came for us when we didn't know that we needed saving. That's what's so important about Christmas, is that Jesus came down for us to save us when we didn't know we needed to be saved. That's pretty important. And I don't know about you, but I need saving every day. Every single day I need saving because I mess up a lot. Anybody else want to join me in that crowd? All right, some of you need to pray a little bit longer, okay? You didn't raise your hand. All right? But Jesus changes everything this morning. Everything is better because of Jesus. I don't know about you. When I woke up this morning, I was, I was given another new day. I'm so thankful for that truth that Jesus makes everything better. He makes everything better. And uh, I just want to take a moment real quick to just uh, let you guys know that Pastor Rocky's doing well. And we need to continue to pray for him and his family. I don't know anybody that goes in and gets both knees repaired, all right? And most people are just like, let's do one. He's like, nope, let's do both, okay? But uh, from what I understand, he's doing well. But we need to continue to pray for him and his family during this time. And uh, I'm so thankful that we have a pastor, his leadership. But most important that he stands up here every weekend and he preaches the truth of Scripture. He doesn't back down. He speaks the truth. And I'm so thankful for that. So continue to pray for him. I'm honored to fill in for him this morning. But here's my question to you. It's now the Sunday after Christmas. What do we do? What do we do now? Some of us are already had, you know, we got plans to take our Christmas stuff down. Anybody already taking your Christmas stuff down? Nobody's going to admit that, all right? <laughs> but some of us already got plans to take our Christmas stuff down, Uh we're looking at New Year goals and resolutions. I already made some of those and broke them. Some of us are already looking forward to Christmas 2022. Like we are already planning in our minds. Uh, there's our street, the neighborhood we live on. We decorate with lights. And one of my neighbors came up and said, man, Stephen, you kind of took it to the next level decorating your house. It's all for next year. So we're already planning. Like it's going to be a light competition, all right? But some of us are already thinking about Christmas 2022. We got the countdown. 
And y'all, the problem with all of this is that we now live in a culture where we have turned the page. Do y'all understand that? It's been about 720 minutes since Christmas ended. This moment right here, and we've already turned the page to our busy calendars of things we've got coming up. Does everybody understand that? And what we've done is that we've removed ourselves already past Christmas. That we've already said, hey, wait a minute. We stopped for just a few moments. We stopped for a day. We did all these things that we're supposed to do. Now we've turned the page. We've moved on. And we're all pretty guilty of that. I mean, I went into a couple stores just last week because I was, I'm one of those last-minute shoppers. But I went into a couple stores, and there was already Valentine's things out. What are we doing? And many of us here are sitting here this morning, and we've opened all the presents, and we're thinking to ourselves, what do I do with some of those gifts that I got this year? What do I do with them? And that's what I've entitled my message this morning. It says, what do I do with this? I, I want you to look at this slide, if you'll put that back up, of what we're calling this message. It says, it's a picture. I keep moving, so I need to get back in the picture. But this is somebody that's opened a gift. And they're looking down into the bag. And y'all, have y'all ever had that moment when you open something and you look down and you're like, uh-oh. What do I do with this? My family is huge on Christmas Eve. We love to get together. We, we used to go over, my grandfather passed away this year. But every year up to this year, we would go over to my grandfather's house after Christmas Eve at church. And we would... My, grand, my granny, who is one of these just women of God, y'all know who I'm talking about. Like, it just, she just, it just, a light glows around her when you walk around her. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Y'all kind of see that about me right now? No, okay, all right. But my granny is that type of, that one. And so she would invite anybody and everybody over for Christmas. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Somebody in your family that's like that? Just bring them, okay? So we would show up from time to time with somebody that she didn't know was coming. And as soon as you walk in, she would, lo- she would just hug them and she'd say, listen, I got a present for you. And it was always amazing to me because she would run to her bedroom. She would look underneath the bed and she would just pull out all these presents. And they were wrapped. She had no idea what they were, but she would pull one out. She'd write a name on it. She'd go out and she'd put it underneath the tree. And so I would always have to warn the people that I would take with me, listen, I don't know what you're going to get. All right? And so we would get to the place where it was time to open gifts and uh, they, they would open the gift, the person that was with me. And y'all all, I just want you to picture. All of you can think of this. Do you remember opening a gift like that? You know, like where you just open it and you're like, everybody's staring at me. I have to give a great facial expression. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? I want you to think of that gift real quick. Everybody just close your eyes, think of that gift. Hopefully it'll make you laugh. All right, you got it now? And so my friends would open the gifts. And, and y'all, just, I just want you to know. It would be something that's uh. It might be a matching shirt of somebody else that they got a matching shirt with you, but you don't know who they are. So that's always a little awkward. You know, you'd pull out this shirt and you'd be like, like him, her, like she's trying to connect some people, you know. If you could open it, it would be a gift that maybe some type of food that you've never even heard of. You can even pronounce it, all right. Or the best one yet is that you would open something and it would be four times the size that you are. You'd open it. You could put seven of you in it, all right? But you would just have to smile. And you would look at, you would look at my granny and you would just smile, but then you would get in the car and you would look at each other and go, what am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this? And I think that's the question 
that as we as believers this morning, when we think about Christmas and the arrival of Jesus, we build up to it, we celebrate it in our churches, we decorate the house, we spend time with family, we even try to play nice with those who aggravate us the most. We try really hard at Christmas. We open the gifts and then on December the 26th, we turn the page. We turn the page and we are left with this look, what do I do now? What now? And I truly believe when we think about the gift of Jesus, that's where we all sit at here in this morning. Every single one of us, we sit in one of these four things that we're going to talk about in just a little bit. But I want to go ahead and just kind of throw them out there and let you marinate on them. Because when it comes to the gift of Jesus, we have four choices this morning. Here's the first one. We can pack it up. We can pack the gift up. We can put it somewhere. I'm going to talk more about it. Here's the second thing is, we can go exchange it. Every single one of us, like, we've received a gift, we're like, I'm never going to use this, I'm going to exchange it for something better, right? Some of you are thinking of that right now. I cannot wait to get to the store, all right? The third thing is, we can throw it away. And here's the fourth thing, we can use it. We can decide to keep it. That's where we all fall this morning. Especially when we talk about Christmas and the arrival of Jesus and what that means to us. And our relationship with Christ and what he did for us by coming down and being a gift for every single one of us this morning. I want us to look in Luke chapter 2 because I believe uh, you've read this a ton. We talked about it here at Christmas. But I want to go in. I want to point at something else. Point out something else in Luke chapter 2. Okay. Now we know the main story here is about Mary and Jesus. And then there's this guy named Joseph. Right. He's only mentioned. You know. He's just dad, right? All right? Um, and so he plays this thing. But there's a side story here of some shepherds. And I truly believe when we think about the supporting cast of the shepherds, the shepherds give us some great things of what we should do now. The arrival of Jesus, the gift that's for you and I this morning that we celebrate at Christmas, the gift that is for us today, the gift that will be for us tomorrow I think the shepherds give us some great things of what we should do. So let's read this together. It's going to be up on the screen here. I'm going to pull out some words as I read, and then we're going to go back. Everybody still with me? Say, I'm with you. All right. Y'all are ready for lunch already. All right, here we go. Luke chapter 2, verses 8. Verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. Now these are called temple, uh, temple shepherds, all right? They were uh, watching the sheep that would be used for sacrifice, Okay. So their flocks of sheep, all right, verse 9, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them. So this is the angel Gabriel, okay, which was coming to reveal the grace of God, all right, for all toward, toward mankind. Pretty important message, okay. The angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Could you all imagine this picture, right, this radiance? Like right now, there's a lot of light, and it's probably reflecting off my bald spot. There's some radiance coming off of it, right? Okay, so this radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were what? What's that word say? Terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. Y'all, what is the first truth really? I hear, when we read this, when we pull it out, when we think about what now, we don't have to be afraid. What we celebrated yesterday, what we get to celebrate today is we don't have to be afraid. The gift of Jesus but it says, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news. What kind of news was it? Man, we live in a world where we love to harbor in on the bad news, right? We forget about the good news. But the good news that happened yesterday is the same good news that happened today. And it'll happen tomorrow as long as the Lord gives us another day. Amen? 
But it says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy. I love that word joy because what Luke talks about here is he, he kind of relates these two words to salvation. I bring you great joy to all people. Who's it for? Oh, yes. It's for all people. This message is no longer just for the Jews. It's for all people. We can stop right here because there's no reason to go any further. The message has come. Jesus has come. He's a gift, and it's for all people. Last time I looked around, I'm looking around right now, none of us look the same. You know what that means? It's for all of us. We all carry different sins and burdens, but the message is for all of us. It doesn't matter our past and how much we messed up. It's for all of us. That's the gift of Jesus. It's for all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Now, again, this angel is talking to the shepherds here. And you will recognize him. By this sign, you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Now, you would think Jesus was going to come to a five-star Hilton, right? He shows up in a manger. And the manger becomes the Holy of Holies, right? This dirty, nasty place becomes the Holy of Holies. Verse 13, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. You know, I can't imagine what that scene looked like. But we can't even begin to put in, in concept how many that was. The sky was filled. I call that the first choir, right? The first choir took place. And it says, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praising God. Y'all, I love it here because here's what they're praising. The new creation. That's what they're praising, the new creation. If you go back in the Old Testament, Job 38, 7, there was another incident here where the angels were praising. They were praising God at creation. When the angels show up, they have a powerful message, right? Praising God and saying, verse 14, glory to God in the highest heaven, peace on earth to those to whom God is pleased. Verse 15, here's where I really just want us to kind of just see these shepherds real quick. And when the angel had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go. Everybody say, let's go. Here's what I love about this. When we think about what should we do now, I love the picture of the shepherds because when the angels disappeared, they could have looked at each other. They could have formed a committee. They could have sat there and said, let's pray about it. Let's think about it. It's somebody else's responsibility. But what did they say? Let's go. They said, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see the things that have happened and the Lord has told us about. Verse 16, they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. I love that when it says they found Mary and Joseph. They received the message, but they had to go look for him. When's the last time you went looking for Jesus? Right? It's a challenge for us. We expect Jesus to say, Jesus, you just got to come find me. You come find me where I am. But he says, they went and found, and I love that. They hurried, verse 16, they hurried to the village and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone. What did the shepherds do? They told everyone. What do we do now? We got to tell everyone. We got to tell everyone. We have a responsibility sitting in this room to tell everyone. 
That means you, 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 you. I could go around this room and I could get in front of point of every single one of you. But you know what? It starts with me. We have to tell everyone. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them and the child. Verse 18, all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Did y'all hear that? If we're willing to go tell people, they will be astonished. We may also get rejected, but we're supposed to be obedient. We let God do all the work. We just go, right? We be the mouthpiece. It says, all who heard were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought of them often. I love that. That's the mother's. That's what a mom would do. Verse 20, the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorified and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. They went and saw Jesus and all that was true there, and they went back doing what? Glorifying and worshiping. Are you glorifying and worshiping this morning? Right? Are you glorifying and worship this morning? Worshiping this morning. So let's pull some truths out of this, okay? Why shepherds? Why would the greatest message of all time come to a bunch of shepherds, right? Now let's think about the shepherds here. I want to give you a little bit about them. The life of the ancient shepherd was a difficult one at best, right? Watching a sheep can't be too hard. It's got to be somewhat boring, don't you think? All right, so it was a difficult one at best. The life of a loner, these guys were alone. The sheep didn't talk to them, right? So here they are in their fields. They're watching these sheep. They got to make sure they stay clean. These loners were often treated like a bunch of losers, Y'all, we live in a culture and a world where, hey, we want to put other people down. And here are these shepherds that are considered loners and losers. They were outsiders. They were looked down upon, resented, made fun of. They were unclean. They were despised by the rest of the community. Their reputation was so bad that they were not permitted to give testimony in a court of law. These are some bad people, right? They were thought to be untrustworthy. But I love the picture, the promise that we see here in Scripture. That the angel of God revealed the most important message for any of us to a bunch of shepherds. These my people. These are the people I relate to. You want to know why? Because I'm unclean. I'm dirty. I've messed up. I'm a loner. But God chose these shepherds to bring the most important message of all time to them. Just think what he wants to do with us. This gift of Jesus, what we receive, what we understand at Christmas time is that Jesus came for us. And we have the most important message to go and share with others. Here it arrives. It comes to a bunch of shepherds. And when I read this, it gives me hope this morning, right? When I look in the mirror, it gives me hope. That if God can use them, I know he can use me. If he can meet them right where they are, these guys that have been kicked out, if he can use them, he can use us. God does not call the rich and the mighty, he calls the poor and the lowly. And when it says this picture of promise that the angel revealed the grace of God, y'all, I just want us to just... Catch that word grace real quick. Everybody say the word grace. 
Grace is when God gives us good things we don't deserve. You know what he gave us? A savior. Do you know what he gave you this morning? A savior. You know what he gave this side over here? He gave you a savior. That is the message of what Christmas is. That God sent us a savior. And he sent the most important message of all time to a bunch of shepherds. And when you even look in the Old Testament, man, you could just look. Moses was a shepherd, right? David was a shepherd. It says in Scripture over 200 times that shepherds were mentioned. They're pretty important. And so they, this message comes to the, sh the shepherds. And what is the message here? Look back in verse 10. It says this. But the angel reassured them, do not be afraid. He said, I bring you good news. That will bring great joy to all people. What do we do with Christmas? We share the good news of great joy for all people. And every single one of us right now, we should be thinking of one person. Hey, we got an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus, right? And this worldwide gospel came to life. And it came to a bunch of shepherds. The good news is for everybody this morning, not just the Jews. It's for us. And it's for us to carry out these four walls. That was what the message was. And I love it because the picture here is that Jesus has come as the good shepherd. John 10 tells us that. He's come as the good shepherd to watch over us, but he's also come as the Lamb of God to be sacrificed. For the sins of the world, John 1, 29. And it came to some humble shepherds who were out there watching some sheep. You want to know why? Because I truly believe that we are watching over some sheep as well. And we have a message to go and carry to them. And so what was the great news? Not that God has sent a soldier or a judge or a reformer, but he had sent a savior to meet the greatest need. That Jesus was here to forgive and to make a way for us to heaven. The good news is to all people. Everybody say all people. It's for us. Jesus has come as God's gift to us. I love it in the New Testament. You know it talks over 40 times about Jesus being a gift. Right? Over 40 times in the New Testament it talks about Jesus being a gift for us. He is a gift that changes everything. And I love this picture that God stepped down from heaven to be born a baby. Who would climb out of the crib and watch over us in the fields one day to give his life so that we could have life. Does everybody understand that? The message of Christmas is that God stepped down. He was born a baby. He climbed out of the crib. He watched over us in the fields. And then he gave his life so that we could have life. Don't miss that. And we are so unworthy of that. But it's the gift of Christmas. And so let's look at their response. Luke 2, 16 through 18. It says, the response of the shepherds, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. There was a baby lying in a manger. About a mile's journey is what it says they went. What do we learn from them? That they ran as fast as they could to meet Jesus. When's the last time you ran after Jesus? Right? Here's where we stand. We mess up. We get in trouble. We all this type of things. And we like, Jesus, I need you to come to me. Here's what it's saying is that the shepherds did what? 
They ran to see this gift. I almost pulled my hamstring there. But they ran to see Jesus. Here's the second thing it tells us they did. They told everyone they could about Jesus. Listen to me. I need to ask you this question, and it's going to hurt, but when is the last time you told anybody about Jesus? We can't continue just to show up in our churches every Sunday morning, do a checkbox, and say, I'm gone. The message here that came to the shepherds, the worldwide gospel, is that we have to be willing to run and go see Jesus, but it's not enough for us just to look in and see Jesus. We've got to be willing to go tell somebody else about the gift. When's the last time you told somebody about Jesus? And that steps on my toes. The shepherds immediately began to announce the good news, telling all who would listen about what they experienced and seen. It's not enough just to hear about Jesus. It's not enough to peek in and say, oh, how nice. What a lovely scene. We must take action this morning. We must keep singing about the amazing gift of salvation all year long. Just think if you were walking to work on Monday. You were to walk into work on Monday and be like, Jesus loves you this I, right? Some of y'all like, don't ever sing again, Stephen, all right? But the shepherds, they left seeing Jesus and they glorified and praised everything. They were talking about this gift. Will you go to lunch today? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hurry up, it's time for lunch. But when you go to lunch today, will you be willing to look at somebody and say, hey, listen, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. That's what Christmas is all about. He came as a gift for you. The shepherds are good examples for us to imitate today. And I love this picture of faith. The message of God is sent to them and responded immediately in obedience. That's how the shepherds, they responded in immediate obedience. God used some humble shepherds to be the first human witnesses that prophecy had been fulfilled and a Messiah had been born. Y'all, we go back to Isaiah, Isaiah 9, 6, for a child is born to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and who he would call wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, the prince of peace. Isaiah 7, 14, all right, then the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and you will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is not only with us on one day of the year. What do we do now? And we take the gift. He's with us. It had been some 700 years since this had been prophesied. And here it was in the flesh. The shepherds returned to their duties watching sheep. New men going back to the same old job with a new sense of purpose. Did everybody catch that? They went back to the same jobs because that's where God had placed them. But they had a new sense of purpose. Right? We have a new sense of purpose this morning. Jesus has come as a gift to save us all who will accept it. We got to go back to our fields glorifying and worshiping, praising, singing, dancing, cartwheeling, whatever it takes. We got to take the message. And so here are the four things that I mentioned, and we're going to wrap this up here. We have a choice this morning. Here's the first thing we can do. When we think about Jesus coming as this gift, this amazing gift of salvation, we have four things. I think all of us in this room, we're sitting in one of these categories. Here's the first one. We can pack the gift up. 
Here's what that means. We can wrap it up real nice. We can place it somewhere safe. We know exactly where it is. We want to get it out and use it again. Everybody know what I'm talking about, right? We take Jesus, we wrap him up, we place him over here, and we say, I know exactly where it is when I want it. Everybody understand? That's not the gift. The gift is, is that we have to use it every single day. We can't pack him up. Y'all, we live in a world today that says, hey, you don't need Jesus. You just need the world. And so we pack him up. We use this gift when it's convenient for us or we really need it. And I love the picture of the shepherds because I really believe this. The shepherds could have received this amazing news, went and saw all it was, but kept it to themselves. They could have kept the news just to themselves, never told anybody and said, hey, we'll go see him when we want to. Does everybody understand that? Well, you know what? Then nobody would have ever, never heard or been astonished. Y'all, we can't pack Jesus up this morning. We can't wrap him up with the lights. We can't slide him underneath the bed. We can't pack him up this morning. And I believe we can relate to this when it comes to our own personal walk with Jesus. We love the idea of knowing we can go to him when we need him. Everybody catch that? When we need him. I don't know about you, but we need him every day. We put Jesus in a box. We become what I call lukewarm Christians. In Revelation 3, Jesus criticizes the church of being full of believers who are neither hot nor cold, not cold, dead, or unbelieving, but not on fire for Jesus. Guess what? We have an amazing news this morning about Jesus Christ who's come as a gift for us of salvation. We need to be on fire for that. Everybody understand? We have to be on fire. We can't pack Jesus up this morning. Here's the second thing. We might fall into this category. We want to exchange the gift, right? We want to exchange the gift. We want to choose the world over Jesus. I don't need to go any farther right there because we all struggle with that one. Like, man, we understand. We've gone to church. We know Jesus, man. We, we know everything about him. But we say, wait a minute. That's going to cost me too much. I'd rather exchange it for something else. We could choose the world over Jesus. We exchange following Jesus because it seems too hard. Life is hard. Everybody shake your head, right? It seems too hard. Too many rules. I won't be liked. I will be labeled a Jesus freak. All right, label me that. We exchange the gift of Jesus for a moment of popularity which will not last for the things that will fade away. We want what we want. So we're willing to exchange Jesus. The moment that following Jesus costs us too much, we want to exchange it for something else. We always think there's something better. Everybody agree? We always think there's something better. I don't know about you, but the reality is we're all going to die one day. Everybody shake your head. There's going to be one or two places to go. I hope we're all singing in that choir together. But some of us will not. You want to know why? Because we'll exchange the gift of Jesus, salvation for the world. Mark 8, 36 says this, and what do we benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul, right? Here's the third thing. We can throw the gift away. Oh, how many times have we just wanted to do that? Just be done with it, all together. You know, there's a number that says there's over 3 billion people in the world who've never heard about Jesus. That should break our heart this morning, right? 
that that many people have never heard the name of Jesus and we are sitting here and we want to throw them away, right? We get the opportunity to worship freely. We get the opportunity to receive the gift. And there's over 3 billion people who have never heard the name of Jesus. Is that way heavy this morning? It does on me. But we can throw the gift away. These are those who choose not to accept the gift of Jesus Christ. These are the ones who reject Christ because they love their sin and they hate having it exposed by God's light, right? We love to live in sin, but we don't want it exposed, right? You ever been caught by your parents doing something you weren't supposed to? You know how you kind of play it off like, uh, I didn't do that, right? We want to live in sin, but we don't want to be exposed by it. These are those who want to throw the gift of Jesus away. These are the ones who don't want God interfering in what they consider a good time, and they don't believe that one day they will face judgment and face eternity somewhere when they die. These are the ones who don't believe they need a Savior. I look out across this room, we all need a Savior. We all need that lifeline. And I think of the shepherds out in that field. They could have received the news from the angels, but they could have rejected it. They could have said, nope, we're not leaving. We're just going to stay here. But they went. We've got to be willing to go. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, we can't throw him away. We need him. And here's the last thing, and we're going to close with this. We can use the amazing gift of Jesus by being a light into the broken world. Everybody say light. We can be a light into the broken world. These are the ones that go and say, we accept a gift. We know what God did for us when he stepped down and he took on the flesh of a baby and he climbed out of that crib and he went and lived a sinless life and he watched over us in the fields and then he was willing to give his life for us as the lamb. We understand it. And what it's saying here is that we have to use the gift of Christ Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, we have to let our light shine before others. When's the last time you let your light shine before others? And I'm not talking about in here when we just had this amazing time of worship, man, when we all sing together. I'm talking about when you're in your workplace and it's tough to shine your light. I'm talking about when you're going to go to the mall here in a little bit and it's going to be tough. I'm talking about with that family member that it's hard to talk to. It's going to be tough to shine your light. But listen, I would imagine that if we really think hard about it, it could have been hard for God to send his son, but no, he gave him freely, right? It's a gift. And the shepherds could have made a tough decision right there. It's like, eh, we, well, do we use this or not? But they used it. They went and told others. They went glorified and praising. We have to let our light shine today. I find it amazing in scripture how Jesus came into the world in the dark to be the light of the world. The angels appeared to the shepherds in the dark and they sent them to experience the light that would be a guide for them all. We gotta use the gift. John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he sent his what? Only as a gift for you and I. John 10, 10 says, I have come that you may have life and have it more what? Oh, what a gift. We've gotta use it. And y'all, if you don't hear anything else, please hear this. The gospel changes everything this morning. Can we say amen to that? A personal relationship with Jesus changes everything. The amazing gift, we can tell others hurting that here is Jesus. We can tell those who are sick, here is Jesus. We can tell those struggling with depression, here is Jesus. Those who are lonely, here is Jesus. Those who are struggling with anxiety, here is Jesus. 
Those who have lost their jobs, here is Jesus. We could tell those who need hope that here is Jesus. We could tell those that COVID and government will not win because here is Jesus. Here is Jesus. That's what we celebrate. We can tell the world, here is Jesus. Y'all, that is the gift. What do we do with it, man? We have to use it. We have to use it. And I love the picture of the shepherds there. Unclean, not accepted, loners, considered losers. The greatest message ever came to. And they went. They saw. They told. They worshipped. They glorified. Y'all, I want to close with this. I told you about a gift that you received sometime. I told y'all to all think about that one gift that you've got and you're like, what do I do with it? All right? I brought mine. About 20 years ago, I opened this. And it's a hand crank lantern. All right? I'm not a camper. I didn't ever think I was going to be without electricity. All right? And so when I first opened this and my granny was looking at me, I was like, oh. Maybe she's telling me I need to work my arm out or something. I don't know what she was telling me. All right? But I got this and I was like, I was already thinking in my mind, how can I exchange it? How can I get rid of it? What should I do with it? And I remember I kept it. And uh, this thing's about 20 years old. I kept it, and I put it on my shelf in my garage everywhere we've moved. This is one of the first things that I put there. And I was like, I don't know why I kept it, but I kept it. Several years ago, we lived in Aiken, and there was a huge ice storm that came through. Power went out for three days. My flashlights that had batteries, they died. Guess what did not? (laughs) This good old hand crank. Man, you crank it, and it lights up this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine y'all when I when I think about the gift what do we do with it and we got to keep it because I promise you what Jesus is he's the one that's turning the crank inside of us he says I have come to be the light for you but you have to be willing to go and be the light for others and what I love about this, is a constant reminder for me, man, if I start cranking it, it dims, right? But what Jesus does, man, he says, no, no. The gift of salvation, the gift of eternity is forever. And I want you to know that gift we receive, he's sitting here cranking us this morning. He said, man, y'all got, y'all got something to go tell people. And I need you to go with a passion, glorifying, worshiping, telling people the news of Jesus Christ. The arrival of Jesus is just not one day. It's every day. That's the gift. The shepherds received it. They lived it. How about you? How about you this morning? Don't pack him up. Don't exchange him. Don't throw him away. Keep him. He changes everything. Do y'all believe that this morning? Do you believe that? I do. Will you bow your head and close your eyes? I just want to ask you to just think real quick. Who's that one person this morning? Who's that one person this morning that you need to take the gift of Jesus to? 
Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you're saying, wait a minute, I'm here, and I don't know Jesus. I celebrated Christmas, but I don't have a personal relationship with him. Maybe that's you this morning. But for the rest of us, how can we learn from the shepherds and receive this incredible message? Go see all that Jesus is and leave. Who can we go to praising and worshiping and glorifying and telling others about the most amazing gift that changes everything? Jesus changes everything this morning. And if you're here this morning and you've never accepted this gift, man, we would be, we would be humbled. This would be the day that, man, if God's knocking at your heart, that you would just open it up. And that's, that's who I want to talk to right this second. Man, if that's you this morning and you've never accepted this gift, I just want to ask you this question. Why not? Why not? Why not accept it? It was given freely for you. God did that because he loves you. And you may be in this room today and you say, wait a minute, you don't know my past. Well, I, God does. He doesn't care about your past. What he cares about is your future. Maybe you're here and saying, you know what? I've messed up too much. Well, join the crowd. Scripture tells us, for all of sin and fall short the glory of God. If that's you this morning, man, join the crowd. But know that we have been redeemed from that, that we've been set free from that because of Jesus Christ, the gift. And all you have to do today is just commit your life to him. Hand it over. Receive that gift of Jesus Christ this morning. And so, Father, we pray this morning, if that's somebody, that they would just, they would come down, find one of us. They'd fill it out on one of those cards in the back of the seat and just drop it in the offering boxes. Father, let us know so that we could pray with them and connect with them. But, Father, I pray for every single person in this room that we would take the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, and we would go and share that message, just as the shepherds did out on those fields that the good shepherd has come the lamb of God is here and will we live that each and every day glorifying and praising you we thank you for loving us and it's in your name that we pray and all God's people said amen what well, is lunch